Good morning, everybody. Give it up for the worship team. What a wonderful set. So let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for this day. God, I just ask that you just, man, have your peace sweep through this place, through me, that I can deliver your message calmly and just well. And that, God, people can take something away from this. That, God, they can, they can walk out of here differently, but most importantly, Lord, they can walk out of here free. Thank you so much for your sacrifice, Lord. Thank you for your everlasting love. Thank you so much. In your holy name we pray, amen. So I'm just going to go ahead and preface this entire message because this is probably going to be one of the most ironic messages that you're going to hear from me. The reason why I say that is because if anybody who's close to me over the past year, year and a half, two years, you know that I've been kind of in a weird place. I've been kind of down a rocky road of sorts. You know, I have not, you know, I have not been following Christ well. And I'm hoping that you can relate with me today on that. And the reason why I want to preface this is because, um, I don't know, God's, God's brought a message to me today. And it's, you know, it's going to come at you. <laughs> just going to let you know now, it's going to come at you. But before I get to that, I just want to talk about how this came about. I had a conversation, and, you know, I really enjoy when we can just chop things up. When I'm talking to people, we can just kind of get down to, like, just the root of things, right? We can just get down to, like, what is real? What's really happening? Whether that's in the world, whether that's in me, in the church, in our church. And... As you guys know, we, we care about culture a lot here. We do. And this conversation stemmed into stemmed from just kind of talking about how we were doing in general to the culture of the church. And it made me go, man, maybe take a step back. Not only just see me and what what I've how I've contributed to the culture, not only to the church or the capital C, but to the remnant. How I've contributed negatively to that. And that's why I'm up here today to talk about that. So I want to preface by saying, yes, if any of you are involved in my personal life, <laughs> I want you to know that I'm talking to me too. This isn't just for you guys. This is for me. Because I know how hard that can be. I know how the flesh is. I've been there. When someone's telling you truth and you know it's truth, but you're like, why are you the one telling me? Well, I'm that guy today. I'm the guy that's telling you truth today. <laughs> and if you don't like it, I'm sorry. God chose me to do this. Can't question that, I guess. <laughs> so what I want to do is, is I just want to just cut straight to the chase. I want to talk about culture of this church. Not the church, but this church. Today's message is called Got Milk. I tried to replicate the Got Milk commercial the best I could. I think it looks pretty decent. If someone, don't get on your phone and Google it right now. Don't do that. Don't do that. I want you to pay attention. But when, after, after this is all over, if you guys want to, you know, take a, take a look at that and go, man, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, thank you. I did that. Um, <laughs> but um, the reason why it's called Got Milk is because that was kind of included in the conversation I had um, with some folks. And the idea of milk and meat is what I'm going to be focusing on today. The idea that a lot of the time we tend to think that we have, we have the maturity 
to start eating that meat, right? We start eating, eating the solid food. And the truth is, especially with our culture now, we're not even drinking milk. We're not. So I want to share with you guys a couple of verses. The first one is 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 4. It says, But I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now, you are not ready. For you are still the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another one says, I follow Paulos, are you not being merely human? The reason why I decided to stick, I was kind of up in the air about sticking in the fourth verse there, talking about, I follow Paul, I follow Paulos. But I thought it was a great example of what we do. We do that all the time. Just replace Paul and Apollos with something else. Well, yeah, well, I'm, I'm better at this, and, you know, well, I do this better. And then before you know it, we're bitter at each other, and we're, we resent each other. And, and before you know it, we don't even like each other. But yet we're like, hey, Jesus. I bring this up because I'm one of those people. Coming back to me for a second. Because I want to relate with you guys as I, as I go through the sermon. Because like I said, this is for me too, not just you. This scripture relates to me because I am that person that thought, man, like I'm all about that solid food, man. I'm ready for that solid food. Only to be brought back down to earth and realize I haven't been drinking the milk. Next verse I have is Hebrews 5, 12 to 14. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Evil. Constant practice. I don't know about you guys, but I don't constantly practice that. I don't consistently drink that milk that I'm going to be telling you about. I don't. But I like to act like it, and I know every single one of you do too. You like to act like you have, you drink the milk and you can handle the solid food, but yet you want to whine about why you have to serve. I have some key points I'm going to be going over today. So I want to preface with that scripture. Keep that in mind as we go. These are just things that I've seen and that I've felt in myself and in the culture of the remnant, not the church here. The overall immature culture of the church, that's my first, that is my first point I'm making today. Work, you know, it's funny. You know, we, we tend to preach about, you know, hey, this is the truth, we're going to follow it. That's true. Until when it comes to the moments where we really have to live that out, it becomes more like my truth. It does. You know what that reminds me of? Being woke. We're kind of woke sometimes. And it's upsetting. It's upsetting that I'm woke sometimes. 
And for those of you who don't know what woke is, you can look it up later. You do what you want to do. You don't do what he tells you to do. You do what you want, how you feel. Your truth is your truth. You'll sprinkle his truth on whatever you want. You'll keep out the hard stuff, though, because that's good enough. It's all about image and status. Well, I can't, I can't confess this sin. That takes me from here on the ladder to here. Don't tell me you don't live in that. You do. I do, too. I have sin in my life. I don't talk about it. I got people who I claim that are close to me. I don't talk about it. You got people who you claim are close to you? Do you talk to them about your sin? Not, not like, a, oh, man, I was, you know, I was mad at that guy you know, at the, at the four-way stop. No, I'm talking about the deep-rooted sin that you don't want to face in your life. That sin. It's all the same. And that's the scary part. You may be willing to talk about the easy, easy stuff, but that doesn't mean you're clean. You've got to repent of the deep stuff, too. The stuff that you don't want to look at. There's a lack of trust here. Well, I've been hurt. I've been hurt by you guys, or I've been hurt by the church. So, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to let you guys in. I don't want to let you know how I feel. Did God tell you to be comfortable? Did he? No, he didn't. He didn't tell you to be comfortable. If anything, he said, uh, he said the complete opposite. He said that the world's going to hate you for following me. Does that sound comfortable? No, not at all. Point one, done. Point two, we have a culture of being offended. We do. Again, we like to, we like to really just, you know, we like to base ourselves on... Uh, Hey, you know, we're the ones that tell the truth, and we like the truth, you know. We like to interface. You know, we want to get that, that, that gut punch, that punch in the face. Ooh. You're offended by the truth. At the end of the day, it's what it is. You'll talk about, yeah, you know, I, I love others. I really do, you know. I gave that guy five bucks. That's cool. Have you forgiven the guy that you've known for five years? Have you, have you, have you said, Hey, you know what? You hurt me, and I forgive you, though. Or do you hold on to that? Do you resent that person? Do you keep distance from them? But no, I, I gave five bucks to the homeless guy, so I'm good. It's not how it works. You're offended by the truth. You don't speak when you're upset. Neither do I. I'm the guy who will hold everything in for the longest time, and then people will be like, you got your psycho eyes on. I'm like... You're right. Can't deny it. I'll try to, but I mean, I can't. I can't hide it. I've been told by a lot of people that I can't hide my emotions well, even though I think I can. And there's plenty of you in here that'll same as me. Instead of doing what the Bible tells you to do, you'd rather sit in resentment. You'd rather sit in bitterness, and just be mad at everybody. But, but, I, but I follow Jesus. But I follow him. That's what you'll tell yourself, right? Well, you know, I, you know maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm resentful and I'm bitter at, you know, X, Y, and Z person. But you know what? I give. That's what you do. You make excuses for yourself all the time. You justify it. 
Me too. I justify everything. Passive aggressiveness. You're very passive aggressive people. It's kind of a, it's a, so am I. I am too. It's a root that's been ingrained very hard here. Kind of goes into not speaking when you're upset. But you'll make little comments, right? You, you'll, you'll alert to the fact that, hey, you know, I, I might be upset at you. How confusing is that? Why do you want to do that to somebody, especially someone that you claim to love? Why would you cause that confusion for them and for yourself? You don't think you you guys have never found yourself in times of confusion where you're like, man, I love these people, but I'm also so angry. What does the Bible say? Go to your brother. Tell them. God actually makes it even more radical and says even if you think someone has a problem with you, go to them. You don't do that. You do not do that. Neither do I. We're unteachable. That's the next point. You don't do what you're told. This is where it's ironic for me. This is where it's very ironic for me to be up here telling you that you don't do what you're told, because neither do I, to a, to a very big extent, I can tell you that much. I don't do what I'm supposed to do. I don't do what I'm told. But neither do you guys. Do you repent of that, truly? Do you actually look at yourself and realize how disrespectful you're being when you don't listen to somebody? Again, you claim to love each other. People in this, right here, in, this, in these seats right now, you claim to love everybody around you. This is a family, right? That's what we say. This is a family. But you can't do what someone asks you to do. You'll go around and you'll seek answers for what you want to be true. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle somebody saying, ah, maybe you got this one wrong. You can't handle the truth of, you know what? Bob gave me this feedback on something. And you know what? I think, you know, I think that I'm right, but I, I want someone to tell me I'm right. So I'm going to go over to, I'm gonna go over to, to Billy Bob instead. And Billy Bob, hopefully he'll tell me. Oh, he doesn't tell me either? And before you know it, you're going around to a bunch of people asking the same question. Same question because you're looking for what you want to be right. You don't actually want to know. You just want to be right. So you can go do what you want. And you think you already know. You know, Todd, he comes up here, he says that a lot, doesn't he? He'll say, hey, here's this scripture. And he'll say, well, why don't you guys, you know, I've heard this a thousand times. That's what he says. It's true. You guys have the earmuffs. He's called them the Christian earmuffs. It's true. So do I. I sat back there at that streaming station for a year getting the same message preached to me, and I was like, not me. <sighs> arrogance. Arrogance on my end. It's arrogance of you. Arrogant of you to think that you can't be taught. You're in the big time now. Been a Christian for, what, five years? Ten years, 20 years, 30 years. Kind of sounds like a, well, what do you, what do you call the, what do they put on their heads? Yeah, the Pharisees, what do they put on their heads? Yep, phylactery. Kind of sounds like a phylactery piece if you're asking me. Yeah, I put in 30 years here, man. You can't teach me. 
Look how long this is. You think you're untouchable. You're not. Which leads me straight to my next point. Arrogance. We tend to think here at, the, at this church, we like to think, hey, we're, we're different. We are so different from all the other churches. That's what we try to base all this on. We want to be different. Do I believe that? Sure. I believe the mission of this church is to be different from other churches. I believe that. But do you show it? Do you live it? I don't see it. In a time of growth, do we stay true to our culture or do we fall into what everyone else does? I think we're falling into what everybody else does. We look at the flaws in others instead of our own because we can't handle someone possibly being better than us at something, anything. Can't handle it. I put this point in here. We think we're all able to eat the solid food. You guys want to have these deep discussions, right? Man, what is this true, this, this theological thing? I just want to know what it means. Have you loved God with all your heart, soul, and mind today? Have you loved others as yourself today? Why are you thinking about that? What's the point of that? If you can't get the basics down of what we're supposed to do as a Christian why are you asking all these deep theological questions? Are you hiding? What are you doing? If that's you in the crowd right now, why do you do that? Why do you ask these deep theological questions when you know for a fact you haven't done what God's told you to do today? You haven't. We think we're better than others. We'll come running going, man, look, look what they're doing. I can't believe they're doing that. Wow. Looked at what you're doing lately? Have you actually looked Looked at what your life looks like? I know I haven't. It's hit me in the face with what I've done with my life the past couple years. But why do you do that? Why do you think you already know everything? You don't. We lack appliance of the Bible. That's good. Amen. It's a good verse. You don't apply it. Goes one in and out the other. You don't apply it. You don't read. You don't pray. You don't repent. You view commands as an option. Well, that makes me uncomfortable. So, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go to my brother when I'm hurt because that's not me. Do <laughs> you guys understand what you're following? Do you know what, you, what, the, what the call to be a Christian really is? You don't have a choice. God's called you. His truth is the truth, not your truth. If he tells you to go to somebody, you go to them. That's sinful. That is being sinful. You are sinning. When you do those things, you are sinning. So am I. We have a me-first mentality. My first point I have on here is serving. <laughs> you guys are great at serving. You are. We got a lot of people here that serve in so many places, and it's amazing. But you get burnt out. And you know what? I can't even blame you sometimes. You guys do a lot of work. It's amazing. 
It's God's work that you're doing. But do you express that? Do you hold on and get resentful towards people, towards leaders, towards other members? Because you have to keep doing it? You can't tell me there hasn't been times where you're like, I don't want to serve today. But you don't tell anybody that because you think it's noble. You think it's noble to push through but not have a smile on your face, not be joyful. You think it's noble. It's not. It's not noble. The noble thing to do is to go, hey, guys, I don't want to do this today. Please pray for me. Huh. Pray. Wow. It all falls together. If you just follow what God tells you to do, it all goes together. You only like to love people when it's comfortable. Me too. I had a guy. I was in a parking lot. Sorry for the peas, guys. I'm trying. It's, it's hard. Um, I, was in a, I was in a parking lot here in town probably like, I don't know, two years ago. And I was sitting in my car, and I, had a, I looked over, and I saw this guy, and he was in his car by himself. And he just looked so hurt, lost. I could just see it, the pain in him. I could see it. And I sat there, and I looked at him for like 15 minutes, and I just drove away. Why? <laughs> because it was uncomfortable to go love that guy. That was sinful. And you do that too. Once again, you want to gain accolades by going, yeah, I love this guy. Well, I love this person. Well, I love my family. I love all these. I love this. I love my brother. I love my sister. I love my father. I love my mother. Sorry, mother was loud. Um, you love all these people. But when it comes to that one area that you don't want to go into, maybe it is a family member that's wronged you. Maybe it is, maybe it is somebody in your life, an old friend that did you wrong. But it's because it's uncomfortable, you don't want to go there. Or maybe, maybe it's somebody you're even close with. Maybe it's somebody you're close with, but you don't want to deal with the discomfort of having to tell them you're doing wrong here. This is sinful what you're doing. Holding them to the standard that they claim to follow. But because it's uncomfortable, nah, I don't want to do that. How will this make me look? You guys ever thought that to yourselves before you go do something? How will this make me look? I have. And it's prevented me from doing things that were radical. I thought about, well, this could make me look stupid. This could make me look dumb. Well, this could, this, this could, this could put me in a place of being attacked. What did Jesus tell you? They're going to hate you. How real is this to you? Are you willing to look past how you feel in that moment? Are you really? I'm not a lot of the time. I still succumb to my feelings a lot. How would this affect me? That's another question. I know, I know you've asked that. Well, how, how, how is this going to, well, you know, if I help this person out, how is this going to affect my money? How is this going to affect how I look at work? How is this going to be able to help me function? This is just going to drag me down farther. 
This is a burden on me. You ever thought about Jesus dying on the cross? Is that a burden? Hmm. I want this to sink in, how radical all this is, how real it really is. Do you really believe it? I have to ask myself that question. Because like I said earlier, it's been a hard couple years for me. I haven't been following. I've been scared, been hurt, been angry, been bitter. And I let that dictate my faith. But there's beauty still. We need to bring it back to the basics here at the remnant. We're not scholars. We need to love God. What does God call us to do? I guess I should, I should, I should tell you, okay, I'm, I'm past the points of telling you <laughs> what I see here. I'm on to the hopeful side. We have to love God. If you're asking yourself, what does that mean? It means you need to read the Bible. You need to understand what God's word is. That's the living word of God, the blueprint to life. You want life? It's right there. It's in that book. It's on your phone. It's on your tablet. It's anywhere. You can find it anywhere. And you need to pray. And for those of you who are like, well, I don't know what praying looks like, just talk to them. Tell them how you feel. Tell them you're angry. Tell them you're thankful. Maybe you're in a good place. Tell them, you're that. Tell them that. Hey, God, thank you for this today. It's just a relationship with him. Just like how you'd have a relationship with somebody right next to you. It's the same thing. You guys need to love others as yourself. We're selfish people. I think that's why God told us to love people as we love ourselves. He knew what our hearts would do. He knew that we'd prefer ourselves in moments of when it really matters. So even in those moments when you have that, when you want to put yourself above somebody, when you, put, when you put your needs before, say, a situation, just remember that. Love others as I love myself. Go. Be honest. Man, we're not honest here. We like to think we are. We're not. We're not honest people here. I think we have brief moments of it. Me too. I have brief moments of being truly honest with where I'm at, how I'm doing, what life is like. I feel like we go in two places here. We either have to be like, life is the worst, I'm in the trenches, I'm just barely staying afloat, and people are like, man, that's real. Man, I love that guy. <laughs> and sure, maybe that's true. Maybe life is hard. But then there's the other side of it. That's like, everything's fine. Nothing's going on over here. It's all good. I love you. And people are clear, clearly like, there's something wrong with you. I can see on your face, you know. But then, again, that's when we're sinful too. We don't, we don't keep pushing. We just give up on people. You could see in their face, no, nah, something's wrong. But then you go, you know what? Not worth it. Not worth the discomfort. I'll just let them sit. I'll let them sit in it. Be honest with yourselves and with each other. 
Are you mad at somebody? Go tell them. Are you bitter? Go tell them. What do you want out of it? If you're telling them just to be a jerk, don't do it. But if you're actually taking a moment and you want restoration with that person, man, do it. Tell someone Jesus loves them. That's part of this call to spread the gospel. It doesn't mean you have to know everything. You can start there. It's pretty, pretty simple. Gas station clerks, someone at the grocery store. Hey, Jesus loves you. That's it. That's all you got to do. You can leave it at that. That's where you can start because you need milk. <laughs> if you can't eat the solid food, the least we can do is give them milk too. Hey, Jesus loves you, and he loves me. If that's all you can do, that's all you can do. That's a start. You need to repent. Me too. And I mean truly repent. I think we've, we, I know I have. I can, I, can tell the, I can tell you guys confidently with myself that I have 100% confused what true repentance really is. I think a lot of you think repentance is just saying sorry, and it's not. Repentance is actually having a heart that wants to change, actually taking into account your actions and how it affects people, taking into account what you've done and going, man, I don't want to do that again. God, help me. Help me be different this time around. We don't do that. We just say sorry and move on, then do it again and again and again. We have to let go of control. You're not in control. You never have been. It's time to face that reality. This whole illusion that you have of being in control is just insecurity. It's not being able to see that man... I got no control of where my life's going, and that's scary. But there's also peace in that if you actually let it sink in. Because if you believe this, I can tell you this, God is good, and he's just, and he wants what's best for you. And if you let go of that, he can actually start steering your life, and your life's going to look so much different than what it did before. This deeper understanding that we seek, it will come. Don't think you have to have that deeper understanding now. You don't. If I'm honest, the more you do the easy things and the simple things, the more that deeper understanding comes, actually. Because when you're faithful with little, he gives you more. And you'll get it. And it will click. And you'll, and you'll just, man, it grows. It becomes bigger and bigger. That's adventure. <laughs> Man, he's going to come up and play some music. This is something you all take for granted. You take altar time for granted. Me too. It's just the end of the service. That's what you all think, right? This is just the time where she plays music, the lights go dim. I just sit here and either pray or pretend to pray, but, you know, won't go up and ask for prayer, won't go repent. We'll go to repent to somebody in here because that's just that that looks weird. Well, I challenge you today. 
challenge you to repent today. You can't tell me you have nothing in your life that you cannot repent for. Because if you say that you don't, you're lying to yourself. So yeah, I have a call to repentance today as a church. What have you done that's added to the, the culture, this negative culture that we've created? Think about it. Let it sink in. I don't care if it scares you. I don't care if it makes you uncomfortable. There's freedom up here. When you come up here and you pray, there's freedom in that. That's letting go of control. And for those of you, whether you know Jesus or you don't, I want to tell you the gospel. God made everything perfect. There was no such thing as sin. He created us. He lived with us perfectly. We walked with him every day until we decided that we wanted to be God ourselves. Adam and Eve, some of you may know the story, some of you may not. We chose to take, you know, Eve chose to take the bite out of the apple. That's when sin was created. We no longer had that direct relationship with God because God could not be with something that was not perfect. We were no longer perfect. Fast forward, and we see the world today. Very broken. I'm broken. You're broken. Face it. It doesn't matter how much you run to in your life. There's something empty, and you know it. I don't care if you believe in Christ or not. It doesn't matter. I know there's something empty inside of you because you're not willing to let go. So... God did an amazing thing. He still loved us radically when he didn't have to. He sent his son Jesus Christ down in human form. He lived a perfect life. Didn't commit one sin. Showed us how to live. And then he did one of the most remarkable things ever in history. He died on the cross. For you, for you, for you, for me, for every single person in this world. And then three days later, he rose from the dead and he overcame death. And he gave us a bridge back to God. He gave us the opportunity to be back in relationship with him when we did not deserve it because he loves us that much. So today, if you want to put your faith in Christ you, got, you get the opportunity to be back in a relationship with God. You get to, you know, I know Todd, he calls it a divine transaction. You know, we, we give our life to Christ and all of our sin to Christ, and he gives us his perfect life. And God no longer sees us as the sinful people we are. He sees us as Jesus. So whether you're a believer or not, you have the opportunity to accept Christ today or you have the opportunity to accept to re-accept him bring him back into your life maybe you haven't been following him like I haven't but today you can and if you do believe your first step is to repent so take this time seriously I challenge you today 
How have you contributed to all this? How have you contributed to people thinking that Christianity is a joke? I don't want to be part of that. Look how they treat each other. How have you contributed to that? Repent of that today. I love you all very much. Thank you.